Guys, welcome to Men's Roundtable. So glad you're joining us. Whether you're uh, on, on, on the couch, in your office, in a chair, uh, walking to work, driving to work, uh, we're just glad you're here. And so glad that Phil's joining us. Uh, we are live uh, this morning uh, through some of the most interesting times uh, we've had with Men's Roundtable. Phil took us into the Wilderness Series back earlier this year, and uh, we're still there. We will continue to be there until uh, until we're back together at Ceasefire. Uh, as many of you know, uh, Phil and Carla had uh, significant damage around their house and in Fairhope as a result of Sally going through last week. Uh, Phil is joining us this morning from his friend's front porch while they're sleeping in the house. Uh, they have Wi-Fi. <laughs> he has set up a video on their front porch, uh, and we came to it. Guys, uh, I'm, I'm I'm stalking my neighbors, Joe. I'm stalking my neighbors. Yeah. Wait, creepy. wait till they find out you're stealing their Wi-Fi. That's uh, yeah. right. Creepy Phil. Creepy Phil is on the front porch. <laughs> oh, guys. Uh, you know, I, seriously, we're, we're we're probably a little delirious with all of the stuff that seems to just come at us uh, day after day. But as I was reminded last night, uh, ending a day of work, it seems to be rather crazy these days. Uh, God is still in control. He is God. He hasn't quit being God. He's not going to quit being God. He is our Father. Uh, he did send His Son to. Uh, reconcile us with him uh, and all of that continues question is do you have your attention on uh, the storms of life or do you have your attention on him and I think that uh, in this message this morning he will begin to refocus us a little bit to put our attention back on our heavenly father and Jesus Christ let me open to the word of prayer Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the opportunity uh, to join together through this uh, technology. I thank you so much for my brothers, Jeff and Jeff and Chris, uh, the way they just tirelessly work each week to put these formats together for us to be able to visit, uh, share just a little bit, and for Phil to be able to teach uh, based on your word. Father, I ask that you anoint each man here anoint their families and those that they represent. Bless Bill. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Joe. Um, again, I want to say hi to uh, uh, all of the guys, and it's uh, good to see um, all the guys kind of uh, tuning in. Ads in his car, driving. Ads, stay focused, stay on the road. I see that seatbelt. That's, that's good. Okay. Stephen is driving, so we're fine. Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. And 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 still got his pants on. So still's got his pants on. That's that's good. That's good. So uh, good morning, guys. Um, and um, I want to say uh, before we kind of get started uh, formally, uh, how grateful um, I am to uh, all of you that's prayed for us and encouraged us, and all that are in Fairhope. Uh, uh, again, riding out Sally uh, has been an adventure. Uh, you know, um, uh, challenging times are always relative. They're always somebody worser 
uh, as we say, and, um, and and yet it has certainly been challenging in the way it's been challenging for us. And I especially appreciate uh, Joe and uh, Jeff uh, who hopped in uh, Joe's truck on the Thursday afternoon and brought us a generator uh, and a fan. And uh, I think Jeff has flashed up the picture of us standing in my driveway as we were unloading everything. And I think that, if I remember correctly, that was about 7 o'clock, 7, 7.30, um, something like that. <clears throat> and um, we were uh, so appreciative, um, uh, Joe and uh, Jeff, and and certainly grateful for all of those who uh, contributed um, to our need um, in the generator and the fan and all the gas cans and all that. Uh, very, 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 very grateful. Um, that's what friends do. Um, and, um, you know, just a quick story on that as well. We had a, a pine tree that fell on one side of us um, and a cluster of other trees that fell on the other side. So we were landlocked um, for a couple of days. And um, I, when I sent out the broken arrow uh, email, um, Jana Hunt, um, Josh Hunt, uh, one of our Deer Camp alumni, and the son of Chip Hunt, who built our, the pavilion and the bathhouse up at uh, Ebenezer Place. Uh, Josh, uh, uh, unbeknownst to me, started a tree business. He, he lives in Clinton, and he started a tree business um, in um, uh, May. So if anybody needs tree work done, Josh Hunt is your man, but Josh um, was uh, driving at that time to Foley to help uh, a friend of his in Foley, and so Jana gets my Broken Arrow email. Uh, she calls Josh. Josh calls me, and he says, I'm on my way to Foley. I said, well, how about making a pit stop in Fairhope, and so he came to pit stop, and he had a Paul Bunyan chainsaw. Uh, I mean, the thing had a, a three-foot uh, uh, blade on it and a skid steer. And uh, he literally made this pine tree that is as big a pine tree as, uh, uh, as you can imagine look like a, a, a NASCAR pit stop, four tires and a tank of gas in about 20 minutes, and uh, he was off and running. So uh, very grateful, again, for how God uh, provided and um, – you know, for all that contributed, and, and, and all of that was initiated by Joe and and um, uh, and Jeff. And um, I, I've, I've got to speak in uh, to one thing. It was it was brought to my attention that there was questions uh, about um, quote. The, the quote came to me as this quote: Why are we being asked to buy fill a generator? Unquote. Um, and uh, I just have to say that that statement uh, was hurtful uh, because that's what friends do. And through the years, we have helped many um, through our broken arrow means and guys have contributed to help others. And, uh, you know, I just have to say that uh, I never asked uh, that um, um, Joe or Jeff initiate what they did. Um, if you read my Broken Arrow email, it just simply said, we need a generator, and if you'll bring it, I'll pay, I'll pay for it. Uh, but um, Joe and Jeff initiated that. Uh, many guys contributed. We did not run it through BPO. 
It was not a BPO expense. Um, so I, I, I hate having to speak into that, but I hate having um, that statement made and it just be left out there. So uh, uh, those of you that made that statement, I would ask you just to, to think about um, if you were in the same situation, would you like friends to come around you and help you? That, that's all. It was done out of generosity. And um, uh, again, I'm, I'm just grateful. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so, with that being said, let's move into our uh, time uh, together this morning. And um, music uh, is such an important part of our session today, uh, especially because of what we're looking at um, uh, as the passage that we're going to read in Deuteronomy. And um, I think through any kind of crisis, any kind of challenge, music can always play a role um, in helping us stay anchored. And so the song that I want to play for you uh, this morning is a song by Phil Wickham, uh, Song in My Soul. Uh, it goes like this, just a couple of, uh, of the stanzas. There's a song in my soul, and I feel it stirring in me. This I know for sure that your love is like a flood and your mercy never ending. I give my song to you. There's a joy in my soul and it rises like a morning. This I know for sure, that your grace is enough and your promise never breaking. I give my song to you. May you hear the voice of God and may it uh, soften our heart to hear from him this morning. There's a song in my soul And I feel it stirring in me This I know for sure That your love is like a flood And your mercy never ending I give my song to you There's a joy in my soul
So I, I assume that I'm on. Um, you are. You're good. Yeah, You're good. All, right, all right. Okay. Good. Thank you. Um, again, guys, I would, you know, um, I would just remind you that on Spotify is our um, playlist from this whole series, and we're now up to I think uh, Jeff like two and a half hours of music. Yeah. Uh, something like that. It's yeah. uh, it's crazy. Of course, you know, obviously how long this has lasted, but. Uh, Man, keep listening to music. Um, it's so critical. Be on the alert. Stand firm in your faith. Act like men. Be strong. The words from 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Um, again, we continue our series, Into the Wilderness. Uh, I have to tell you in a, in a, in a humorous way, uh, good friends of ours, um, sent us a picture of a um, uh, her five-year-old granddaughter was asked to draw a picture of 2020. Five years old, kindergarten, draws a picture of 2020. So she draws a pile of poop with eyeballs in it. And... Uh, <laughs> So the teacher said, what is that? And and she said, well, it's poop and it has eyes because my daddy said something about 2020 that I can't say. I can't repeat. <laughs> so uh, in, 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 in many ways, uh, man, 2020, uh, certainly with Hurricane Sally now and um, all the pandemic stuff and um, life has been so uh, different uh, for us. But um Timely series. Joe Barlow said, if I ever chose a series like this again with a title uh, uh, that would anyway um, suggest suffering, uh, that he was going to kill me. Uh, and I and I and I take no. What was it, Joe? I, I, slap me. Okay, okay, not kill me, but slap me. Okay, fair enough. Just slap me. So, yeah, who would have ever thought? 
But um, follow with me as we read our introductory paragraph this morning and begin. Into the wilderness, understanding and embracing the dark times of life. Words translated as wilderness occur nearly 300 times in the Bible. Wilderness seasons are brutal. Yes, they are, but God is powerfully at work in the wilderness seasons of our lives. The only question is, do we have eyes to see it? In order for God to give us the choice whether or not to trust him, and again, choice, will we trust him or not even today? He must present us with a moment, a season of crisis, and since he wants us to seek help from him, he brings us through the wilderness to remove all other help first. When we're in a wilderness season, it's easy to lose sight of God's protection, provision, and preparation. We might even wonder, how can I trust God's goodness when I'm in this desolate place? But remember Jesus. He went through the ultimate wilderness, the desolation and humiliation of dying under the curse of God. If that is the measure of God's love and commitment to us, we can trust him in our own wilderness seasons. Let's journey together. Um, let's continue our journey um, together into the wilderness. And this morning, um, what we want to look at is, is, is just the idea of a new song and a father's blessing. Music and our father's voice in our head. Music and our father's voice in our head. What do you hear? Music and the Father's voice in our head. So uh, pick up your pen. Uh, I want you to engage deliberately with me, and let's do a little journaling. Um, add everybody except you. Keep your hands on the wheel. Add's driving into work, listening. So question number one uh, that I would offer you is how is music part of your growth? Uh, now, I saw Phil Dixon, my good friend Phil Dixon's name pop up. I know Phil is big into music because he's a uh, great singer and, and does a lot of singing. Phil, I hope you're singing lots these days uh, to yourself and to others. But mu music is such a critical part um, of um, our life. Um, and I hope that you have made it more a part of your life during this pandemic. And as I say, the Spotify uh, playlist into the wilderness uh, is there for you. But I want to read something to you just in terms of a counselor's view of music. It was interesting. I did a um, Zoom class uh, with Brandon Henry out at RTS yesterday in their counseling program uh, for group therapy. And um, everybody introduced themselves to me. And one of the gals was kind of apologetic. Uh, by telling me that, you know, that her undergraduate degree was not in any kind of counseling, so she's getting her graduate degree, obviously, in counseling, and she was kind of halfway apologetic about uh, being a music major in, as her undergrad, and I, wow, that's, that's fantastic. That's going to serve her very, very well. Uh, she's going to find that her music background is going to be a huge asset and tool um, in her counseling box. Um, so music is critical. I want to read something to you uh, uh, about research. Uh, research 
uh, says this about music relative to emotional suffering. We now know uh, through controlled treatment of outcome studies that listening to and playing music is a potent treatment for mental health issues. Research demonstrates that adding music to treatment improves symptoms and social functioning among schizophrenics. So all you schizophrenics out there, you gotta be listening to more music. It's, the problem is you, you keep hearing lots of different music when you start playing music, when you're a schizophrenic, you know? Just, just kidding, just kidding. Listen to music. Further, music therapy has demonstrated efficacy as an independent treatment for reducing depression, anxiety, and chronic pain. How about that? That if you listen to more music, the likelihood of depression, anxiety, and even chronic pain would be reduced. There are several mechanisms by which music can have this effect. First of all, music has positive physical effects. It can produce direct biological changes such as reducing heart rate, blood pressure, and cortisol levels. Listening to music uh, can actually help your blood pressure, helps you to relax. So all of you guys that are on blood pressure medicine um, and have heart issues, turn up the music. Also, studies suggest that exposure to prosocial lyrics increases positive thought, empathy, and helping behaviors. The message in a lyric, such as, quote, we shall overcome, unquote, may be able to reach more people than all the psychotherapists in the world combined. Wow. Put me out of a job. Listen to music. Finally, music is a connecting experience. Bob Seeger was well known for his use of the sing-along, and he made his goal of building communities explicit, saying, quote, the idea of using music to try to get the world together is now all over the place, unquote. Research clearly demonstrates that improved social connection and support can improve mental health outcomes. Thus, any music that helps connect people can have a profound impact on an individual's mental health. Music, my friends, music, so critical to our health and well-being. Second question, from whom do you hear the words of blessing? From, from whom do you get a that -a boy? From, from from whom do you get kindness and love? And, and again, man, I, I, I just have to say that it was in, uh, an incredible experience to have Joe Barlow and Jeff Cook pull into my driveway at 7 o'clock on Thursday night. Um, again, Jeff flashes the picture up. It was it was just a celebratory time. I mean, we were we were just hanging out. You know, I got my Hurricane Sally T-shirt on, uh, wife beater uh, T-shirt on. Carla's okay; she'll recover in just a few days. Um, but man, what a blessing! It was it was like being fathered uh, by my two brothers, and um, we need that. We need the the voice of fathers in our head and, and um, 
you know, my 92-year-old dad um, uh, is not nearly as available to me as guys like you that are tuning in. And we all need the voice of fathers. You know, as we always say, you never outgrow your need to be fathered. And it is the father's blessing that we need to carry in our head consistently. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Um, and then thirdly, who do you know that's in the wilderness now? Wah. <laughs> we all is. We all is. Uh, we is where we is. Uh, we are in the wilderness. So uh, let's journey together. So um, pick up your Bible, if you would. Let's, let's dig in. Into the wilderness. Take this to heart is what Moses says in Psalm, uh, Psalm uh, Deuteronomy uh, 32. So follow with me as we read uh, Deuteronomy 32, 44 through 47. Now, again, we're in the wilderness uh, with Moses and the children of Israel. Um, they've been, they're, they're, they're coming to the end of 40 years in the wilderness. Uh, you know, and I, and I belly ache uh, about um, not having internet for a week. <laughs> 40 years, 40 years. And Moses, who is kind of the father of their nation, at least at this point, Father Abraham and then Father Moses, he's giving um, last uh, instructions. And the scholars believe it took him about a week to work through the book of Deuteronomy um, as sermons. Um, and he comes to um, this section in uh, Deuteronomy 32, 44. Moses came and recited all the words of this song in the hearing of the people, he and Joshua, son of Nun. Now, all the previous part of chapter 32 uh, is the song that God gave Israel. Isn't it interesting? They are coming to the end of this wilderness journey, and God gives Moses a song. Now, I want to just hit some of the highlights of the song, and then we'll go back to the passage. Listen, starting in, in chapter 32, I'm just going to hit some of the highlights of the song. Listen, heavens, I have something to tell you. Attention, earth. I've got a mouthful of words. That's the very beginning words. On down. A God you can depend upon. No exceptions. A straight arrow God. His messed up, mixed up children. His non-children throw mud at him, but none of it sticks. On down. But God himself took charge of his people, took Jacob on as his personal concern. He found him out in the wilderness in an empty windswept wasteland. He threw his arms around him, lavished attention on him, guarding him as the apple of his eye. He was like an eagle hovering over its nest, overshadowing its wing, then spreading its wings, lifting them into the air, teaching them to fly. It goes on. What starts to happen in the song now is God is reminding them of the waywardness of their ancestors. And, and this is a song of love. But God is instructing them through this song 
to not forget the waywardness and his judgment of the previous generation's waywardness. Now listen to this. They sacrificed to no god demons, gods they knew nothing about. The latest in gods, fresh from the market, gods your ancestors would never call gods. You walked out on the rock, capital letter. You gave, uh, who gave you your life, forgot the birth god who brought you into the world. It goes on. God saw it and spun around, angered and hurt by his sons and daughters. He said, from now on, I'm looking the other way. Wait and see what happens to them. Now, at, at this point, what he's talking about here is bringing in the Gentiles. Okay. Oh, they're, they're turned around, upside down generation who knows what they'll do from one moment to the next they've guarded they've goaded me with no gods infuriated me with their hot air gods i'm going to goad them with a no people with a hollow nation incense them and again he's introducing the idea that the gentiles will be grafted in because of the waywardness of the children of israel in this song Oh my goodness, this, this is what, if you want to follow this, this is verse 28, jumping over. They are a nation of idiots. They don't know enough to come in out of the rain. If they had any sense at all, they'd know this. They would see what's coming down the road. Jump down to verse 34. Don't you realize that I have my shelves well stocked, locked behind iron doors? I'm in charge of vengeance and payback, just waiting for them to slip up. And the day of their doom is just around the corner, sudden and swift and sure. God will bring judgment on the waywardness of his people. Yes, God will judge his people, but oh, how compassionately he'll do it. And that's verse 36. It's an interesting verse. Yes, God will judge his people, but oh, how compassionately he'll do it. He always makes a way. Repentance is always available. And then, and then listen to the intensity. This is the last part of his judgment. These, these are hard words to think that are coming from God. But again, God means business when he's talking of his holiness. Listen to this. When I sharpen my lightning sword and execute judgment, I take vengeance on my enemies and pay back those who hate me. I'll make arrows drunk with blood. My sword will gorge itself on flesh. Wow. Powerful graphic words. But God means business when he invites us to be pure in our love for him. So Moses continues in his words. When Moses had finished saying all these words to all Israel, again, I'm back in verse 44, 45. When Moses had finished saying all these words to all Israel, he said, take to heart all these words to which I give witness today and urgently command your children to put them into practice. Every single word of this revelation. Yes, this is no small matter for you. It's your life. It's your life. We could easily inject the words of Jesus here. What shall it profit a man that he gained the whole world but lose his soul? 
Most important thing, guys, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. It's your life. In keeping this word, you'll have a good and long life in this land that you're crossing the Jordan to possess. Take to heart this idea of a love song. You know, it's hard in some ways to think that this song that God gave Moses that gives them a little bit of their history and also reminds them of how God will judge uh, waywardness is hard in some ways to see it as a love song, but it very much um, is that. Um, and, it, and it's interesting, someone has said this, let me write the music of a nation, and I do not care who writes the laws, unquote. In other words, the songs have more fluence, influence than do the laws. What are the songs that we sing? And God gave Moses a song to give to the people that as they crossed the Jordan, they must have been singing. They were singing that song. It, it, it was their national anthem in many ways. Um, love changes our heart and music awakens our heart. Love changes our heart. The song of Moses here is a love song. Tim Keller says this, God loves you as are, uh, God loves you as you are, but he also loves you far too much to allow you to stay as you are. Um, he loves us, but he always wants us to grow, always wants to sh us to shed that false self. Turn over to Psalm chapter 40. I love, I, I love this psalm, and I've been working through the psalms myself uh, in my own um, time with, uh, uh, intimate time with God. Psalm 40 says this, um, first three verses, I waited and waited and waited for God. In your soul, <laughs> it's uh, translated, I waited patiently, and I was listening to a Tim Keller tape the other day, and he said, that's a poor translation. Tim Keller said, it's just a poor translation. What it, what it really means, the Hebrew word, is not I waited patiently, but it's, it's like, even as Eugene Peterson puts it, I waited and waited and waited. The, the, the image is I'm tapping my foot, I'm tapping my foot, I'm tapping my foot, waiting for God. At last he looked. Finally he listened. He lifted me out of the ditch, pulled me from deep mud. He stood me up on a solid rock to make sure I wouldn't slip. He taught me how to sing the latest God song. There's that music. There's the music. He taught me how to sing the latest God song. Again, all that anxiety, uh, even depression and chaos, gentlemen, it'll go away. It'll be reduced if we start listening to music. A praise song to our God. More and more people are seeing this. They enter the mystery, abandoning themselves to God. Hear the music. Listen to the music. It's God's word, and it's life and death. God's word, his, his scripture, the songs that we sing, um, that's what keeps us going. Take this to heart through the words of Moses, Deuteronomy 32. And then, and then Moses continues, um, secondly, 
uh, as a father gives his blessing. Now, listen to this. Uh, jump down to um, chapter 33. And Moses says this, first five verses. Moses, man of God, blessed the people of Israel with this blessing before his death. Okay, he's, he's, it's like he's giving the father blessing. He said, God came down from Sinai. He dawned from Seir upon them. He radiated light from Mount Paran, coming with 10,000 holy angels and tongues of fire, streaming from his right hand. Oh, how you love the people. All his holy ones are palmed in your left hand. They sit at your feet honoring your teaching, the revelation commanded by Moses as the assembly of Jacob's inheritance. Thus God became king in Jerusalem as the leaders and tribes of Israel gathered. God gives his blessing. And, and, and basically, in his blessing, and, and, and again, jump, jump down to, uh, to the end of the chapter, uh, over to 26, um, he finishes up the, the blessing after he's gone through each of the tribes. He goes through each tribe, Reuben, Judah, Levi, Benjamin, Joseph, Zebulun, and Issachar, Gad, Dan, Nephetalia, uh, Asher. And then he says this, there is none like God, Jeshurun, riding to your rescue through the skies, his dignity hallowed by clouds. The ancient God is home on a foundation of everlasting arms. He drove out the enemy before you and commanded to destroy Israel lives securely, the fountain of Jacob undisturbed in grain and wide country. And oh, yes, his heavens drip dew. Lucky Israel, who has it as good as you? A people saved by God, the shield who defends you, the sword who brings triumph. Your enemies will come crawling on their bellies and you'll march on their backs. The blessing, God wins, we win, you win. It's the Father's blessing. It's, it's the assurance that we all want to have in our heads from our Father that you're going to be able to move out into the world. I've, I've equipped you to, to live well, rule, subdue, and have dominion. The Father's blessing. I want to play um, a video clip. You know, we've we've been using uh, the Band of Brothers as kind of our case study, and you know, the wilderness is is represented by uh, fighting in World War II, and and uh, the soldiers that uh, 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 Easy Company that that went through that. And this is a great song that I ran across. So a song is included in this, and the um, the song is um, entitled, Tell My Father. And, it, and it's like, don't we all want to be blessed by our Father? Don't we all um, want to make our Father proud? In fact, the, the song in my mind that's part of this clip could easily be entitled, Make My Father Proud. I, I want to hear from my dad. I'm proud of you. And I just recently heard that from my 92-year-old dad. Um, I want to play this song. Listen to the words. It's on the back of your notes if you uh, printed the notes out. Powerful song in terms of receiving um, or, or giving your father the actual uh, blessing uh, back as he's given it to you. Listen to the words.
my father that his son didn't run or surrender that I bore his name with pride as I tried to remember you are judged by what you do while passing through as I rest neath fields of green let him lean on your shoulder tell him how I spent my youth The truth could grow older. Tell my father when you can. I was a man. Tell him we will meet again. my father so he'll know I love him so Uh, Phil, Phil, you need to unmute. You need to unmute. How about that? You hear me uh, now? Yep. Okay, good. Powerful words, uh, powerful visuals. Um, uh, again, just to, 
anchor in this idea of Moses giving the blessing. And, and, and we all are, are made to long for the blessing of our father. And uh, certainly um, God as our father uh, is who Moses keeps pointing uh, the children of Israel to. What it means to be blessed is to be encouraged to be responsible. And a good father equips his son to be responsible. So being responsible requires some learning. I need to, I need to know how um, to execute responsibility. And then just simply be what you are. That's the idea. Be who you are. Be who God created you to be rather than trying to create something that is false. That's what it means. Um, finally, um, and again, I'm, 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 I'm out of time and we need to close, but part of the blessing are the desires of every heart. And I wanted to expose you to Mark and Debbie Laser's book, The Seven Desires of Every Heart. And they go through a list of the blessing that every um, man, woman, and child longs for. Uh, I think it's worth uh, evaluating where you are in this, if you've received these blessings and what you long for. I'd even suggest to you that a lot of your conflict uh, with your spouse is because of an unmet need along these desires. Um, I would sit and talk to your children, talk to your wife about if they're experiencing this from you, um, how, you're, how you have received it or not. Um, and use it just as a guide to assess where you are um, in having a heart that feels blessed every day. And um, Jeff will have these posted, and if we don't have time to, to fill in those blanks, you can uh, pull up the uh, men's table uh, website, and the notes will be on the website. So, guys, um, Finishing up this morning, again, in order to walk through the wilderness, you want a song in your heart and a voice in your head. A song in your heart and a voice of the Father in your head. May you hear his voice today through the music that you listen to and his quiet, still voice in your heart. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for my brothers. Uh, thank you for our time together to sit um, um, together through this medium. Uh, Father, help us to hear uh, your voice and your music. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, guys. Good to be with you.